Let's go to the top of page 5, page 6 actually. Page 6 in your copy, I'd like to finish this tonight, although there's a lot of very heavy material in here. Uh, the very end of the Shia last night, Chavaz Chaim was continuing to hammer home, I use that expression in a positive way, uh, the godless of um, having a shutfus and a schus in somebody's learning besides your own learning. And we're going to see in a moment, Chavaz Chaim says, even if you're learning, and even if you're learning a lot, if you have some resources to help others learn, you're not potter. In fact, you're learning yourself. The Al-Hashokhan, interestingly enough, makes the same point. I don't know who he was talking to. It was in a Vardic, They couldn't even afford bread. But that just goes to show you the Al-Hashokhan felt so strongly about it that even with the small amount of resources they had, every minute you have is accountable in terms of your ability to learn and use the time wisely, and every penny you have is accountable in the terms of the Ahazakazatera that you can do, which is the point that the Chafetz Chaim will continue with. Uh, we had in the last minute of the shear, and for about 20 minutes after the shear, uh, we were discussing, and this is really uh, just a uh, small fraction of a very large subject, and I'm sure we'll have a chance to touch upon it as we continue this sugya. And that is, if you haven't noticed yet, most of the people here are above 18 years old. And uh, I say that because, uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'd like to admit it. Um, the, uh, the fact is that when you're young, you uh, like to think that you have every, you're planning and you have everything planned out. And yet when it comes time for real decision making, it's, uh, it's not easy. You need a lot of siyata shmaya to be shalitza, a lot. And 90% of the battle in making any decision in life is getting yourself ground properly in Ashkafa beforehand so that when you get to the matzah, you know that there's a shayla here. That's first of all. Otherwise, you, that can go straight over your head. And knowing enough that there's a serious shayla, that you have to make a serious decision, you have to be shayla And this shayla, especially the balance between panosa and your learning, which is a shayla that presents itself to everybody at many, many different junctures of the life, and it doesn't let up. What you paskins and the drocha you got 10 years ago might not be the same now, and it could change every year and every month. It has to be constantly reassessed. Um, that's a very difficult nisayan, but it doesn't mean you're putter. And you err in one direction too much, it can be problematic. Sai mitzad the gashmias, and mitzad the, of course, the ruchnias. Something we were discussing last night, uh, you call what happens if, uh, you know, if a fellow. I, I keep. I want to stress in this shear. You can, if you're listening on the video at any time, you just pop in or fade in and out. You get the impression this is all very interesting, but it's not a gear to 99 percent of the population because who can afford to give more than a So I, I prefaced uh, last night, and I'll say it again that um, part of this halavai should be a gear. They should be able to afford to get meiser, and I should be able to give afford chaimish. I should have the shaila. What are the to give more than a chaimish, which we're in the middle of the sixth term. But that's not even the main point. The main point is uh, how much are you using the resources that you have and to what extent is what Mesiris Nefesh. And just as serious a shayla that is on the resources you have already is the shayla before you get into the matzav, as you're choosing the career and as you're moving forward in the career, uh, the decisions you make. And I, I, again, I, I preface, I, I love giving disclaimers, but they never help me. It's always misquoted, but I'm going to give them anyway. Um, these questions require serious sophistication in Yerushalayim uh, in the grounding of the Hashkafa and what HaKadosh Baruch wants from us and that's years and years of learning and delving in Yerushalayim and Musr 
and being sure the right aces. And with all that, it's very, very individualized in terms of the decision. People have different personalities and different kaychas and different abilities to learn different durations and different levels of concentration. And there are people who are wired differently when it comes to money. Everybody loves money. Some people love it more than others. And some people are attached to Gashmi's more than others. And all this goes into that big jigsaw puzzle of how much this do you have to do and how much money do you really have available or will you make available for Tzedakah and for Zatera. So there can't be one answer because there's so many moving parts that go into it. Uh, the, example, the, the example I gave you, which is not a real uh, Tzedek, is not a lawyer. The example I gave uh, Tzedek last night we were discussing after the Shear is that person uh, went to law school. He has uh, passed the bar and now he's working for a law firm. Uh, you say, okay, so he chose his pose- p- p- profession, he's trying to learn uh, as much as he can, and um, like, what's the shayla? And since the are just beginning, uh, you're working for a law firm, it's, it's a large law firm, do you want to get into a partnership track? Do you not? If you're going to do, how much time are you willing to put in? I'm not discussing right and wrong, uh, but just know that if you're taking choice A, let's say this partnership track, that might cost you a lot more time in your learning. Maybe you wouldn't be learning more anyway. Maybe you're two, three hours, you're an hour in the morning, you're two hours a night, whatever you're doing is your saturation point, in which case you want to make a lot more money, you plan on spending it on All those are great chashmenes, if, if they work and, and if you stick to it. Uh, the um, conversation... Um, if... Um, Shailah for Tamatur the Ram, they have to stop for the bracha, but uh, <laughs> by the time I would have thought about it, I went up the share anyway. So, uh, uh, Pashas is uh, if you don't, then people are going to say, why didn't the Rav make a bracha on it? So that would cause more damage than trying to. Anyway, uh, different schmooze. So, uh, our partner, yes. So, I was speaking to one partner recently who had discussed the Shailah with me more than 15 years ago. Very interesting. I bumped into him recently. I hadn't seen him in a few years. I asked him uh, where he was holding, what's going on. And he said he made partner, wished him a mazel tov. And I said, well, if I remember correctly, about 15, 16 years ago, the conversation was that you're going to be able to make partner and then make enough money, and then you're not going to have to work as hard because now you're partner. So he said, uh, yeah. Uh, you're laughing already. So he said, this is exactly, he said, yeah. I remember that conversation. I said, no. He said, well, 15 years ago, the way it worked was once you made partner, you sort of played a lot of golf and stuff like that, and that's not true anymore. <laughs> so it's not a time on him. Uh, but um, I don't know if it was ever true even 15 years ago, but it's, he said he's working harder than ever, he's making more money than ever, uh, and he still has that goal in mind that he wants to retire early and move to Israel and learn more, which is every Ben Terra's dream. The reason they pick Eretz Yisrael is because Eretz Yisrael and B, it's supposed to be cheaper to live there um, if you move to the right place and, uh, and, and do it right. And what? And come with a lot of money, right. So, uh, so he has done that, and he's still working on that, and he hasn't lost that goal. But it's, he has had to reassess the decision and, and figure the timeline. It's a very complicated system. But this is not a side question about, like, you're living life and you have a side shayla, which maybe you get to, maybe you won't. This is life. It has to be assessed and reassessed. What are you doing? You have to answer for the time you're putting in. And the answer might be, I'm making a lot of money. I'm being a and supporting people. That might be great. And for you, that might be the perfect fit. And, and the other hand, it might be, sound easier. I'm flipping to say, well, don't take a partnership crap. Just, just go a few years, get some shemish, and go in-house somewhere, and you'll make a nice panel. So you just won't make $2 million. You'll make a half a million dollars. Those are the real numbers with this guy, by the way. He's making now 2.2. 
to be exact. Uh, I will not divulge the name of the firm or the person. You could put, you know, there's enough facts given out now. And had he gone in house, he'd be making a very bright guy, he'd be making five, six hundred thousand dollars, which is even after taxes, still um, more than enough to live comfortably. But he told me, he reiterated, he wouldn't be thinking of leaving at the age of um, whatever, somewhere in the, somewhere in his fifties. What? He could almost <laughs> he could almost live in the neighborhood. Right. So um, so. It's, he's, he's sophisticated enough and firm enough to keep reassessing and reassessing. He realizes it's somewhat of a moving target, and it's not a partial decision. And these decisions, even though I'm taking big fancy numbers of $2 million, $500,000, it's the same Shiloh with $100,000, $50,000, $200,000, $300,000. These are Shilohs that everybody has to be dealing with because there's a din v'cheshman on how much money you spent on stock in Achzachzatera, but before you get to that, how much money, how much Shilohs did you do to free up that money? and how much you spent trying to free up the time to learn, and therefore you don't have the money, which is certainly not a taina. As I started saying last night, if you're able to learn more, there's no chiv anywhere to make more money to be able to be a mafsiktair if you can learn. The Chavaz Chaim's next paragraph, and the Chashokha's point is, when you have the money, how much are you freeing up, and how much are you spending on luxuries, which is what the Chavaz Chaim is going to discuss. And that's a very, very difficult... I, I almost got to last night. I, um, I spoke to this at one shfuis, I think uh, it was uh, three, four years ago, um, I mentioned at the time, I know somebody uh, very well who uh, had to make this decision, and he made the decision before he started making serious money, and he had just enough money to retire to Israel, and he couldn't move to Yushalayim because it was too expensive. And he did that uh, 27 years ago, and people at the time had tainas on him, you're about to make a lot of money, and you can really help a lot of yeshivas and a lot of kailam, a lot of maestas, which he was doing then already, to his madrega, and uh, what right do you have to do this? Can you imagine? They asked, what right do you have to do this? And he said, I don't know. I asked my shaylas, and they said, if I feel I can learn all day, uh, there's no chiv to go make money to support them. If you can learn, you can mash them your neshama, and whatever money you have left, you'll, uh, you'll give. And then it was very nice stylish, and they thought it was the absolutely most ridiculous thing ever, and he did it. And you're all familiar. Uh, the reason I know this person very well is because it's my father. And I can attest he did not retire a gvir, uh, and um, and uh, people ask me if I would uh, would have been easier for me had he had more money. The answer is I don't know. Uh, on paper, it sounds like yes, but whatever siyata shmaya I have, whatever small amount of siyata shmaya I had, is due to that decision, not the amount of money. That I'm sure. And when he did this was from Muncie. When he did this in the 19 early 80s, before the dot coms, before everybody was doing this, people thought it was like mamish from Mars. And the reason he did it and I, I can't overemphasize this, is that it sounds very nice. It sounds like a wonderful story. But while he was working door-to-door um, in the commute he was learning, he was working um, 11 hours a day, easily worked very hard. He was a commodity trader, very, very hard. While he was working, he was learning four or five hours a day. That's traveling from Muncie to the city. So he knew, and he was hungry for more. So he knew already, it wasn't just a, if I go learn, maybe I'll better learn, and then he was learning a half hour a day. So you have to test yourself first, how much can you really press the agenda, and see where you're holding, so you're not fooling yourself, to be able to push the agenda further. And that's a difficult thing to figure out, and the jump from three, four hours to 12 hours is also a big jump. So you can't fool yourself either, and there's no credit to Clay. So if you make that jump and then end up playing golf for seven hours, and you have one-tenth of money, and all the people you're supporting aren't being able to support anymore. That's also a, that's a big balance. But, but the psak is, if you can do it, you have a chiv to your own neshama, and you have a right to do it. Barring 
very unusual circumstances. I was privy to, uh, I won't give too many my comments for this, there's one particular person, I know this story goes back 25 years, who was sent out by his Rosh Hashiva to take over a family business, and he was learning a kill all the time. It's the first, first and last time probably I ever saw this. He went kicking and screaming. He was learning well, and the Rosh Hashiva insists he goes. And the matzav was where he was taking over a family business that the other siblings were either not firm or not with the program in terms of And if he didn't go, it would all be lost, and there were hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. That's a real horror show. So they asked him to make nefesh, his own learning, for the sake of, of 50 moistus. And that you needed big plates, the person that passed the shaylus from the G'dayli Adar, and he told him to go. I was in this person's office when the person called back, and I was listening to one half of the conversation, and I heard from the answer that he was complaining that it's miserable out here and I can't stand it in the office and all they're doing is wasting time and I want to go back to yeshiva. And then the person in the other line, I was sitting in his office, I remember this, they said, no, you have to do this, and we sent to him, and that's the psak and tough. That's not usually what you hear. Uh, so there are, there are exceptions, and every single... Every single part has to be weighed and measured, and there's no uh, one answer. You really, it's really a personal question. But, but the purpose of this Chavaz Chaim is, if first you've got to understand what's at stake, both Misad, your learning, and the Chazach and that every resource is held accountable, and you've got to make sure you're doing the Cheshman as right. Chayach HaKadmin is normally the case. That's why I say this is an exception. There comes a point where sometimes you have a calling which is so important for Klai Yisrael that you have to give up some of your neshama for Klai Yisrael. Many people have done it. Did you ever hear of a Yel Eishas Chever Akeni? She was either a tremendous Avera, like being Mazanas and Eishas she's like up there in Yehur Vayavar. And she did it to save Klai Yisrael. So this is not as bad. That's what she did. She did it. Mamish literally, Klaisol was going to, if Sisera was still alive, they would have been in real physical danger. Uh, and there are many other such examples. Uh, I, I'm not comparing, you know, you're gonna, the Shmuel is going to go out from the Shia that I compared somebody going to work to an Asian Asian being Mazana. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I just said. Okay? Uh, I'm just saying that they, it's not unheard of that people are called upon to do things at the detriment of their personal. And the truth is, is that anybody who's working for the Seber is doing some of that. And uh, I know of many Maisim of Rabbanim, and uh, somebody once came to the Chafchaim, a Rav in Europe, and he came to the Chafchaim and he said he wants to retire because he's getting in the way of his learning. And the Chafchaim told him in a very beautiful Musadika way, he says, The minute is when you become a Rav, you just get more Tamidim and more people, you don't go in the other direction. And the fellow was not a happy camper. I sometimes feel that you see how Chashuv Tamatari Barabim is. Every single time I try to get here 20 minutes early, I always end up walking a minute late. And I'm a very punctual person, as you might know I tried to be years ago. And I have people asking me, I was going up the steps, and then I get here and the phone's dead, and I have to send something running downstairs. Every ma'akev you can imagine. But that just reinforces the fact that if you're doing something for the klal, you have to sometimes uh, give up something to do that. The question is the question of degrees. And that's true in giving stucker. That's true in making the money for the stucker. That's true in many different things. But you've got to know what your role is. And uh, that's often very challenging to figure out. That's all the Hakdama for the next paragraph. Yes? Right. 
after all their... If they can't make ends meet, then I have to chayv them, I say. And yet they're giving right. to their friends, which right. is now the Shiloh of Right, that's true. It has to do with... It's very true, and it's, it's like yesterday's thing with Ramosha's equation, we're giving away 50%. If you're worth $100 million, that Ramosha is the Yushnaf Kamina. If you're making not so much... And now you want to support him, and the support for him will cost fifty thousand dollars, and that's half your income. So that's why Moshe, Shailis, can you live in the other fifty, or if it's three hundred, you're giving him one hundred fifty. Then the numbers are not so crazy. Yeah, so so it does come up. I just don't want to give the impression that uh, you know, especially those listening, there are people listening to this year all over the place. I don't want to feed into a misconception that here in Muncie or in Wesley Hills, every second guy is a gvir. Most of the people here are hardworking, and we have uh, the houses look big, but that's true of Muncie in general. And there are many people who struggle with Meiser, and there are certainly many people who don't reach the Chaimish benchmark. But there are more people who this is a Shiloh for today than ever before. That's for sure. And it's not just Yichid Yeskula. And like you say, sometimes it could be people with smaller incomes. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, real, uh, it's a real Shiloh. And uh, you see the Chavetz Chaim, by the way, in Rotten, there weren't too many wealthy people. Why is the Chavetz Chaim coming up with six Heterim to give more than a Chaimish? This is the Chavetz Chaim writing this. Who is he talking to? The answer is Klai Yisrael the same. Godless the Klai Yisrael that had to make this gzera because people are spending too much. So Chavaz Chaim is now telling you, by the way, Hashem wants you to be most nefesh. So if you end up giving more fifth, here's six reasons why this is good for the Jews, which is a testimony to the godless of Klai Yisrael. Um, so let's continue uh, with that introduction. The top paragraph, Eris of Mezhesh Kelas Rabbah. Avacha b'shem Rabbi Tanchum. Laman Adam v'limed v'shamar v'asa. A person, got this guy's resume, Lamad, Limed, Shamar Vasa. It means he learned, he taught, he kept all the lesser essays and did all the essays. He's quite an accomplished individual in his Rufnius. And he had some extra money and he didn't support others. And this, Al-Hashokhan writes about this. He says, don't think just because you're learning all the time means you're off the hook from helping others, which I can understand the notion. So if you had the opportunity and you didn't, harehu bechlal, the very harsh uh, words, and the flip side, if for some reason, not to your own fault, you're not learning as much as you can, you're not teaching, and you're not even so good at the mitzvahs, what's a laymar, that's what he puts in the brackets, he's not learning as much because he can't make ends meet, and he's got a water carry uh, 17 hours a day, and he was mamish pinching pennies, and he still found a few pennies to be machzik somebody else. So basically, this is the uh, other version of the Mishnah, the Pum Tzara Agra. It depends on not only what you accomplish, but it's how much you have to sweat to accomplish it. And again, the Chavos is talking to his generation. Most people had very Most people did make ends meet in Europe. And the Chavos says that is all the more reason to try to separate something for others and you'll get that much more schar based on the Pumtsar Agra, Gambarach, Yav, Rezev, Akol Shekain, Kamesh, Yeshla, Lechazek, B'mitzvazu, Be'eshem, Ezayin, Asam, Ruvachan, and certainly if you can't afford it, you should certainly be doing it. If a guy is stingy, gets more uh, If a guy is naturally stingy? Yeah. If a guy uh, worked hard all day, 
And then he remembers every t- night he gets home, certainly Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he's got a shear at 9.15. So I was thinking, 9.15, what kind of midnight shear is that? And he's exhausted and he goes anyway, he gets a triple the schar because it's hard work. And uh, if a guy uh, is um, asked by somebody to give an adava, and he says, what an adava? I can't even pay my electric bill. And he gives something anyway without hurting his shalom bias and his finances that he's going to be sitting in the dark. And as I'm talking about somebody who's still going to put it together, then yes, then, then that's, um, if it's hard for him financially or it's hard for him beteva. No, beteva. Beteva, yes. And he also gets uh, any, the Dona Gun says that uh, we're here on this earth to bend our midas for Avedis Hashem. So if you, if you have, you know, it's a tricky thing, which is also a huge subject. You have one Pasuk, Chanechlanar Pidarka, which seems to say educationally, we should develop the strengths we have. And yet we know a million rayas, and this is one of them, the opposite, that if you find something difficult, there's usually a sim, and that's what you're supposed to be working on. And you get more time for working on it. So which is it? The answer is both. <laughs> I know that's uh, too short an answer. That's all we have time for right now. Uh, you have to develop somebody's, um, somebody's talents, and they have to be happy about what they're doing with their talents, but that doesn't mean they should ignore the other parts. Certainly, somebody feels stingy. There are people, it's a, it's a sickness, like we all have sicknesses. The question is to what degree. person can't open his hands. It's a sickness. And he could be a nice guy and still be very stingy, which is why we started this Rambam that says you should keep giving and giving, 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 and it creates the midah of generosity. Uh, so you're here to change that midah. So you'll say, well, why don't you say, I'm not good at this. I'll work on something else. The answer is work on something else also, but you still got to fix this midah. So it's not a... Chazal don't look at it as a steerer. You should know. That story is told over a thousand times a year. I'm glad you asked that. It ha- probably only happened once if it happened at all, by the way. I hate to sound like a litvak. I'm sure it happened once, somewhere. Um, but uh, the godless of that story, if it happened, if it didn't happen, it would have happened. Whichever. The story is when he spent uh, all his money in his esrog and he came home and his wife found out that he spent all his money and the cupboards were bare and she was waiting for a new, uh, new um, uh, chinik or whatever. And, and she got so and she took it and she threw it against the wall and the pit and broke. So the tzaddik said, okay, thought to himself, I have a choice now. So now I got no money and no esrog. So I can have nothing of a third category also called shalom bayis. So I'm not going to give into that. That's not the eighth, so at least I should have shalom bayis. And he smiled and he said, I'm you and we'll borrow somebody's esrog. So that's why they tell the story, more or less. Okay, I don't know if it happened, who it happened to. I'm sure it's happened. Something's got to start somewhere. Uh, I hope the line after that wasn't coming from her. Like, why don't you think of that before? And I would have preferred the money and have no esrog. But okay, whatever. <laughs> let's, assume, let's assume that uh, that the story ended there. She was Michael him and he was Michael her and everybody lived happily ever after. Uh, the point of that story is, is that sometimes when you're trying to do your best to pump sour agra and things don't go your way, you have to understand it's in Yisrael and Shemayim, and the Holy Yisrael was set up to see if you get angry, which is the worst of error of all three, of not getting the Esrog and wasting the money and everything, and he said, that I'm not going to give in to. That was the moral of that story. Um, there are famous mices with great tzaddikim who never went to sleep ever with a penny in their possession. But those stories usually were with Rabbanim or Rebbes who were communal leaders, understood that all the money coming into them was not for them, and they gave everything out. Ah, they gave also their own stuff out. Okay, but they, if you're okay with that and you can live like that and the rabbits can live like that, it doesn't create a Shalom Bayes problem, that's okay. But part of life's challenge is figuring out where can you have the Shalom Bayes together with that and spend a lot of money and still have the wife and kids happy. And that's a different challenge, which is even more challenging today because we've 
we'll get to that soon. We put people on a high pedestal in terms of their gashmias, but Mitzvah Shem, I guess we'll take that up next week. And uh, I will be joining you from my downstairs in Mitzvah Shem.